step right up and gather around. Tall folks, kindly at the back, please. I am Professor Grunsplatter, and I'm the curator of this here spookatorium. Through these doors are wonders and horrors, maybe even a laugh or two. From the dark corners on every street today, all back from recorded time, you'll hear music and tales of the unknown, mysterious, and perhaps even diabolical. That's right, folks. There are strange things beyond this threshold, but if you weren't curious, you wouldn't be here. So, will you take a chance and come on in, or will you saddle up to the concession stand and always wonder what you may have missed? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Professor Grunsplatter's Spookatorium. There will be no refunds once you enter. Thank you for your attention, and the brave ones come with me.
silence. True consecration comes in the silence. That shall be your raven chant in this chant. All solace and in this solace. True consecration comes. Professor Grunsplatter. This is episode 30 of Professor Grunsplatter's Spookatorium. Opening the show today was Fictions with uh, Crimson Mutation off their Genocity release from 2017. After that was Menace Ruin with a track from their 2008 record, The Die is Cast. Uh, that track was called Surface Vessel. And the last track there was Raven Chant from Of the Wand and the Moon from their debut Nighttime Night Rhymes. Uh, I want to do just a little bit more catch-up since the show is restarting again after such a long time. Uh, Right now the show is available through iTunes again. 
Uh, it's on Podvine and other similarly minded places. Um, I remastered all of the old shows and the entire run is in the feed. If you subscribe to the show in the past, uh, this is a new feed, so you can search for it or grab it from spookatorium.org. I'm also making uh, video versions for YouTube. Uh, those are available on my channel, Cryonic Mind. Uh, if anyone cares about that, I may do the archive, but for now it'll just be the new stuff because it takes some time. Uh, it's also on Mixcloud, but that appears to be a bit of a dead zone these days, so we'll see if that continues. Uh, I appreciate your interest. I hope you find some new music or curious ideas that strike your fancy while you're here. Later in the show, I have a piece on consensus opinion as it relates to poltergeist activity and perhaps some other things I haven't thought of yet. Uh, until then, this is The Hour Before the Hand from Temple Destroyer.
track was Burning Bridges from Sombre Lux, uh, a project I just recently stumbled upon, but he's got a pretty deep discography, uh, so I'm looking forward to checking that out, because that, uh, that's a good one. Um, that track was off his latest release, Doorways, which came out on Aerogrid, I think, in July. Uh, before that was Ghost Actor with Fire. Uh, I keep hoping this project will do something new, but they haven't done anything since 2014, so I'm not optimistic. But that was off their 2013 EP, Vile. Uh, and opening 
the set was Temple Destroyer, another project with a deep discography, and that was the hour before the hand from the Dreams to Poison Sleep release. Studies of the other often seek to explain one unknown with another unknown. When a consensus is reached for a plausible explanation, it evolves from plausible to accepted, whether there's anything concrete to back it up or not. And this happens across the paranormal spectrum, but today I'm going to talk about uh, how it relates to poltergeist activity. There are those that still call the disturbances associated with poltergeist phenomenon demonic, um, but the consensus in parapsychology is that the activity is linked to an individual usually an adolescent on the edge of puberty. Frequently, it's a female. The theory is that the disturbances are the result of unconscious psi effects generated by that focus individual. Um, in the Mammoth Encyclopedia of the Unsolved that was written by Colin and Damon Wilson, they kind of summarize it like this, uh, quote, in the age of Freud, the most widely held theory was that the poltergeist is some kind of unconscious manifestation of adolescent sexual energy, but no one has so far offered a theory as to exactly how this can occur. And that's kind of my point. Uh, everyone has accepted this. There are theories about it, but nobody's really proved that this is the case. Um, other variations of this idea refer to things like personality fragments, of distressed individuals causing the disturbances, but again, it offers little explanation as to how that comes to be. Um, the modern concept of recurrent spontaneous psychokinesis was coined by Dr. William Roll and born out of the work of the Rhines. Uh, Roll headed up the Psychical Research Foundation from 1964 to 1985 and published extensively on matters of psi, poltergeists, and related phenomenon. In 1996, he was awarded the Outstanding Career Award from the Parapsychological Association, and in 2002, he received the Tim Dinsdale Memorial Award from the Society for Scientific Exploration. He was as distinguished a researcher as you can be in a polite society that disavows most of this stuff. Um, I read Roll's book called The Poltergeist a few years ago, and some of the details are hazy for me now, but going back through my notes, these are some of the things that stand out, not as proof, but as fuel for the consensus that has developed from the research that he did. Roll's premise focused on the idea that the self extends beyond the body and into the surrounding environment. And as a result, that field of self is strongest near the individual and dissipates the further away from the source you go. This, he believed, is why most, but certainly not all, poltergeist, poltergeist activity takes place in the presence of a focus individual. An instance where that person is not present, he theorizes that their psychic energy is absorbed by an object that then causes the object to react at a later time. He draws the parallel to uh, psychosomatic illness where mental distress can lead to a physical manifestation of things like hives or even stigmata. Um, he doesn't attribute good or evil to the energy that wells up in these people. It is simply energy that ultimately must be released, though it's often born from a place of distress. The generally short-lived nature of the activity 
in poltergeist cases he attributes to those core issues being recognized and addressed and thus losing their power over time and the phenomena decreasing as the emotions that create that energy are dealt with. Um, Roll says, quote, I do not know of any evidence for the existence of the poltergeist as an incorporeal entity other than the disturbances themselves. And these can be explained more simply as PK effects from a flesh and blood entity who is at their center. This is not to say that we should close our minds to the possibility that some cases of RSPK might be due to incorporeal entities, but there is no reason to postulate that such an entity when incidents occur around a living person. It's easier to suppose that the central person is himself the source of the PK energy, unquote. In the end, Roll doesn't claim to have the answer. He's drawing attention to patterns and ultimately states that Quote, I think physicists and engineers will have something important to say about the poltergeist, and the poltergeist, in turn, may add to their knowledge of the energies at play in the world, unquote. Um, he draws comparisons to Zen masters as an example of the energy uh, when it's commanded versus when it's not. Uh, there's numerous instances of monks in deep meditation melting a perfect circle around themselves of, of a pretty significant diameter while they're sitting in the snow. Just as one example, chi, the, the idea of chi is accepted as pretty much truth beyond the Western world. He points out that the Zen masters cultivate and open themselves up to directing that energy, whereas in a poltergeist case, that energy builds involuntarily. And I, I don't doubt Psy abilities, and I don't necessarily disagree with any of what he's putting forth. Psy is one of the few areas of the other that has been quantified and tested successfully. Um, focused remote viewing success, successes, uh, precognitive reactions to stimuli, knowing you're being watched, uh, remotely concentrated telekinesis, all of those things, they've been able to test and quantify in the lab. But those are a far cry from unconsciously manifesting the activity associated with poltergeists. If this were entirely the case, it's remarkable that we don't see this on every street corner, given the distressed lives that we drift through knowingly and unknowingly every day. This is what makes it feel like it's more to me. It may be a cooperation of the internal and external, but if pain and trauma were the catalyst, the world would look like the last act of Cabin in the Woods on any given day. Um, let's see, I've got some other stuff here about a paper I found in uh, neuroquantology um, talking about the, f the physics and brain chemistry of, of puberty that could contribute to this, but I'm going to skip ahead because this is already going longer than I thought. Um, the angle that got me rethinking all of this material again was work that uh, Jeff Ritzman had been doing with his project, The Numinous Den. And Jeff was digging into how liminality, marginality, and anti-structure appear repeatedly in manifestations of the other. And if we accept that the primary focus in poltergeist cases is an adolescent, uh, that is most certainly a liminal and marginal time of life. And if the other seeks those conditions as a point of entry, the options among kids on the edge of puberty are endless. Uh, coupled with that, 
there is another consensus that children are more open to the things that are beyond our understood reality. And this is an age where the doors of perception start closing under the pressures of life. Uh, uh, kids' imaginary friends go away. In cases of children who have had past life remembrances, it's around this age that those memories start to fade. And curiosity and wonder are exchanged for more social and material pursuits. And as a thought experiment, I began to wonder if the manifestations of poltergeist activity wasn't the other throwing a tantrum that another young, curious mind was being sucked into adulthood. Uh, a last reminder that the world is as deep and unreal as it seems when we are young.
Leading off that set was Cyan Review with Seven-Eyed Horse. Uh, following that was Stone Transceiver from Invixer off of his new release, Abyss of All Being. And Invixer is another project from David Reed, who is best known for his projects, Lawsa Raylon and Envenomist. Um, he's in a project called Nightmares. He's got some other ones, too. Um, all of them are outstanding. And lastly, there was a track from Lubricated Goat with The Soul Remains in Pain. And just a quick word, if you're new to the show, I'm not an expert at anything. So take any of the commentary here simply as that. Uh, I'm just a curious person who likes interesting things. I don't have an agenda, nor do I particularly want one. Uh, and with that, here is Invercald with Spirits of Brankstone Moor.
started that set with Invercald and Spirits of the Brankstone Moors. Uh, following that was Lucid Dreams with Intuition, and this is a side project of the guy behind the dark drum and bass project Overlook. And then finally in that set was Immortal from Vomino Negro off the 1991 record, The New Drug. 
Just a quick disclaimer that this show is not monetized on any platform. The music that I play is from my own collection, and I'm playing it because I like it, and I think other people will like it too. Uh, if a band has an issue with being included on the show, you can email me at spookatorium at gmail.com, and I can see about removing you. Uh, if you hear ads on the show somewhere, uh, that is likely because of a copyright action claim from one of the artists. It's not me. I'm just doing this to amuse myself. That is about going to do it for um, episode 30 of Professor Grunsplatter's Spookatorium. Uh, at some point, I will probably record a new intro and record some new bumpers uh, for the different sections, but uh, today is not that day. Uh, to bring us home, this is Unfleshed from Trust Crusher.